Welcome back to another episode of the Hooligans Pitch. This is episode 20. Uh, it is January 22nd. I'm here again with Chad, and we are here to talk Hello. the crazy, crazy week of football we had. It was it was pretty good. I had a good time watching this week. Yeah, um, I caught a handful of games. Some were a little bit of a stinker, but like mm-hmm. overall, I think I think there's some good games. Oh, I know which stinker you're talking about. We don't need to <laughs> be shy around it. Um, it is early. It is uh, 1.30 Central Time. Are you drinking anything 11.30 Pacific Time? Because... That H2O, baby. Okay, I was going to say. You, you might have partied today. I don't know. Um, Kristen made me a little latte, so I got my World Cup yeah. glass, and we're... I had, I had my coffee earlier, so, you know. I doubled up, so I'm feeling it. I got a I got a paper to write today. I got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff I need to get done. So um, it's fair. yeah, it's fair. we're we're jonesing for some caffeine. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk footy. Let's go to this Tottenham yeah. game. Um, Jump right in. I, I watched it live. Um, two two nil by halftime. Uh, and I, if we go back to our last episode, do you remember what we said Tottenham should do differently? I mean. I, I think we've kind of said it the whole season is just like play this the first half like they play the second half. <laughs> and and to their credit, I think they did play the first half like how mm-hmm. they played the second half. <laughs> but let's let's throw this big old butt into there. They played the second half like they played the first half. <laughs> yeah, see they just got confused. They got a little backwards. <laughs> Why do teams do this against City? I I don't know. It's like I understand the typical mindset of like once you have a decent lead, like don't do anything crazy to you know give up a, a opportunity or, or goals and you know kind of see out the game. But like when you're going against top teams, like especially City, the more they have the ball, the more likely they're going to score on you. And to sit back against them is just a death wish. Like. <laughs> Especially through a whole half, like not just the last fifteen minutes or something, you know. Who do you think had more touches that game between the teams? Yeah, uh, I mean, I would think City. City by almost two hundred. <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham touched the ball five hundred and eighty-nine times, and I imagine most of those came in the first half. I can't Probably. break it down by by halves. Yeah. Um, and then City had seven hundred and fifty-four. And if you look at the the heat map for that game, which I do recommend, and you look at Tottenham's spots, they had one red spot, very bright red, all all in the in the keeper position. Um, they didn't spread the ball. It looked like they were running for their lives as soon as the second half came through. And time and time again, City goes down and says, hmm, now we get the ball for a full 45 minutes. Let's do what we've always done and just absolutely dominate yeah. the game. It drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why, why teams do it. Like, I get like, I get if they were, a, a, you know, Bournemouth or something where it's like, we should not be in the lead. And then you're just hanging on for dear life. But like... When you're Tottenham, you know you're kind of City's bogey team and have been for a, a few seasons now. Like, and you already go up two on them in the first half. You got to keep that pressure on, especially like, the second one. The second one was like, ooh, like that yeah. was like that's special. I didn't expect that. Um, yeah. And then they just gave City the pleasure to do whatever they want. Three goals from the 51st minute to the 63rd, and then by that it was like it was over. Um, yeah. That fourth one was kind of just like a, I don't know, a little cherry pick, like. 
little extra something didn't mean the game at all but i was just it just it drives me crazy to watch this tottenham team try pretty hard they look decent in the first half Mm -hmm. um especially when kane isn't doing everything when he isn't doing all the work and everyone is contributing like that's when tottenham's kind of at their best but when he's trying to carry it just doesn't work when when he can just play striker they look great but then yeah those times where he has to drop so far back just to get any movement of the ball up the pitch it's like you know, it's it's the same thing you talk about all the time. Is like you check the heat map for the striker, and it's in their own half. It's like ugh, that's not where you want them. <laughs> it's, it's like it's the exact opposite of what they're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know, Holland got on the score sheet again. I think when he gets when he's flowing, everything else is gelling for that team. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard to beat when that guy is just bodying up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's always going to be a threat whether he scores or not. So if a team can't, like, fully box him out, then he's just he's always going to be lurking around, always ready to score and cause issue, and here you go. Yep. So that's back-to-back <laughs> losses now for Tottenham. Um, yeah. Do you think they play tomorrow against Fulham? Do you think that's, Fulham. Th- do you think that's three in a row? I mean, I, I, I could see it. Fulham... They have it in them to definitely do some damage. Um, I think it just depends what Tottenham shows up, you know? <laughs> That's so true. And we did just get the news that Conte will not be renewing. So after Officially? This, uh, well, I don't know what my source was, but I, I, I kind of believe it. I can, I can do well, a quick yeah. search. But, um, I mean, I know he's been talking in, in the interviews and stuff, more or less saying he's not coming back. Unless they like heavily invest, which I don't think they will, because you gotta Kane's gotta go this summer anyway. Like he's, if they aren't actively trying to sell him, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear the stories of him like handing in a transfer request. Because dude's thirty, given Tottenham his whole career basically, like just go to United at this point, and you know maybe hopefully win something <laughs> yeah and there there is speculation that real madrid will come knocking which i could see that move actually happening as well yeah um go ahead i, I mean I, yeah i think between that and like i've heard like psg thrown around and stuff like i think he'd probably go united just to stay in england yeah. but i don't know i mean i guess you get a little bit of a glimpse of what united want to do with with veghorst up there like Ideally, that is not Veghorst up top. It's Kane, and you know he can contribute more, more goals, and uh, link up with the play a little bit more. Whereas like Veghorst right now is just kind of the backboard for them to play off. So, I think having both of those players for United would be the way to go. Yeah, I mean it, it's always good to have you know a um, a complimentary backup. Yeah, like that, but then also a little bit different where. Yeah, of course, is that just like cross that ball in and he'll get his head on it where Kane is a little bit more well-rounded. So, Yep. All right, let's jump to uh, Chelsea-Liverpool. Um, I know that was bright and early for you. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was... I woke up for it and I kind of stayed awake. <laughs> well, it wasn't a game you really needed to stay awake for. Um, yeah. Bright and early, but dark and gloomy on the pitch. Um <laughs> I in Liverpool's head, I would say that was a draw that felt like a win because I saw a lot more shots on target from Chelsea. I saw a lot more energy from Chelsea. It looked like every shot Liverpool did was just a shank and went nowhere near 
the target. Yeah, it I was mean, like ugh. Cody Gakpo. Yeah, chances. I gave, you, I gave you a pass last week. This week, like I know it's still early in your Liverpool career, but you had two or three like really good looks and just skies them. Like <laughs> he had a great turn two on one shot that like just wasn't yeah. wasn't on target and. I'm all about making keepers work. Even if it's yeah. not going to be a goal, make the keeper get a little dirty. Wear For him sure, out. Yeah. Get at his legs. Um, Force that save. Yeah. Oh, man. That was frustrating. And I feel like Salah has so much pressure to maybe still be that guy. Mm-hmm. We need Gakpo. We need Nunez to start doing a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a hard game to watch. I mean, yeah. It. I heard, like, in the... Um... Um, commentators and stuff say it kind of felt just like a mid-table team game and like it kind of did. It was. <laughs> Which like considering how both teams have been this season makes sense. It's ninth and 10th place, Chad. I know. I mean, it's as mid-table as you can get, you know. <laughs> but I, I think Chelsea did have a little bit more energy about them maybe because it was, um, you know, home match for them, but then also they do have kind of the excitement of Jao Felix signing, the Mudrick signing, like just a little bit more excitement around the club compared to Liverpool's kind of like, we need uh, signings, we need something. <laughs> <laughs> we need something, all right. That is true. Uh, what did you think of Mudrick? I thought he looked pretty pretty lively, pretty good. Um, still, I don't know if you'd call it like rusty because he hasn't played in a few, I think since October or something is when Ukraine goes on their winter break. Um, so he hasn't played in a little bit, but some of his touches were a little bit crazy, but yeah, he looked quick. He, his control, for the most part, I think looked pretty good. I mean, is he worth the hundred million or whatever that they'll end up paying? I don't know, but you know, it is what it is. They have they have time to figure that one out. Um, yeah. Is and should Thiago Silva be Chelsea's best player? Start with the is. Is, is he? Best player, um, I think at the moment, yeah. Um, should should he be? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you do want that defensive rock in the back. Like Virgil's best seasons, like he runs the back line. No one's getting past him, you know. Yeah, and Thiago kind of does that for Chelsea, which is great. But you also would ideally have um, better players or better options ahead of him to create score goals, you know, kind of run the team on the attacking front because <laughs> your defensive front, like he's got that locked down. <laughs> you look at their team and the, the names on this list are just endless <sighs> on paper of who should be above him and, and, and his age too heavily matters in this. He's 38 mm-hmm. years old. And you have guys like, uh, let's just start. I'll just start from the top of the list here. Uh, Conte has been out. James has been out. But let's go. Mount should be better than Thiago and looked almost invisible. Havertz, mm-hmm. you know, he's playing a weird spot for Chelsea right now. So, But he does. Yeah. He's, he's attacking the ball. He's rushing to it. Um, the offside goal that he had was a little controversial. That was, I think, more harsh for Chelsea than it should have been. And Liverpool, I'll take it. Um, yeah. you know, you just keep going down this list and there's like, there's so many guys on here who have been there and done that yet just for Chelsea, they've been invisible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it, 
maybe comes down to tactics at this point, right? Like, we kind of said it the whole season that Chelsea just don't really create anything. And Is that the Potter effect? Maybe? I Why mean, is no one at Potter's head right now? I feel well, like he's I getting think, a huge pass. I think because Chelsea, you know, under new ownership, I think is trying to sell it as like, you know, this is the project now. It's not it's not the, the Chelsea of old where, you know, if we don't win something this year, the dude's gone, we get a new one, and, oh, you know, 13 months later, he's gone again or whatever. It's like this time they're trying, it looks like, to commit to a, a long-term project to actually build a sustainable team, you know, over multiple seasons, which if they can, great. But I think it'll take maybe a little bit of work from the fans to like keep that in their heads too mm. and not not get on Potter when you do have these seasons where just things don't work. Like there's players on the team he does, probably doesn't want and wants to get rid of and I don't know. But like tactically, you should still be able to get some good ball movement, get some at least creative chances in there and they still don't like it just when Liverpool's rock of a defender is not playing and you can't score on that yeah. that's that's like you know kudos to Liverpool right there right for sure. I guess holding down the fort but at the same time what's Chelsea doing to not score um just unexplainable there's like no words yeah. for it yeah, I, yeah there's nothing we can say and uh I wish I wish uh you know I'm not gonna say I wish Chelsea would have won but just they have the much deeper granted their injury history is like ridiculous but yeah. i do think on paper uh, for that game they probably should have beat liverpool um mm-hmm. if we look at the touches they had they've had to have blown that game out in touches just from what i remember um okay not too much more 782 to 700 but again their their red spots are within their own within their own half and close to their own 18 so Liverpool definitely kind of stuck around them there, but Liverpool didn't look that potent. So, you yeah. know, if the ball was down there a lot, great. But if they put shots on target, um, that would be even better. And our, <laughs> our stat sheet here for shots on target has to be sad as well. It's got to be, yeah, three. Oh, this, oh, Chad. Oh, man. I shouldn't have looked. I, should, I, looked. <laughs> I shouldn't have looked. Three shots on target. Seven shots from Gakpo. Two from Keita. That's 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 shots total. Oof. Three on target. That's so a bad gotta, conversion rate. Yeah, you gotta got to bump up those numbers. <laughs> that, that says it all right there. Yeah, I mean, again, like Gakpo's early on his time with the team, but Salah set him up like one or two times like Dude. really clear chances and did not even force a save from the keepers. Just he, he can't do that at this level, you mm. know? It's frustrating. It's fucking frustrating. Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on. Again, that was an ugly game. We shouldn't be talking about yeah. mid-table teams in depth, but, uh, you know, I had to. Need to just, yeah. This is my vent. Let yeah, me vent. Um, Ashton Villa 1-0 against Southampton. Kind of a snoozer. A lot of mid-table games this week, which... I don't yeah. really know how much into in, into them we want to go. Um, yeah, I didn't really like. I breezed through the highlights of this one and just man, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, West Ham two nil and Everton bottom of the table teams fighting for their relegation man. spot. I I watched this game because I was yeah expecting a 
tight relegation battle, you know? And it just was not. Like, Everton just kind of rolled over. And so, <laughs> that was that, you know? They have no just, creativity. They have no striking force. Who are you scared of when you play Everton? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think Tarkowski, because he's going to block the, the shot like six times, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it just... Even... Even saying that, some of the defending that Everton puts out is just comical at this point. Like, they're just all over the place. And you have experience back there, and it should not be so, like, disjointed at times. And it is. And I don't know. I think at this point, Everton's probably got to let Lampard go if they want to survive. Like, you're just... That's the thing. Do you, at this point, do you just claim what's inevitable and maybe own that you are going to get relegated and make a little bit of profit because you do have players that I think teams would want. Yeah. I, um, I mean, that's keep, just... keep the youngsters, get rid of the old guys and then, you know, rebuild for next year in, in uh, the championship. But yeah, I mean, I think you no probably, one wants to lose. Yeah. You, you probably do what you can to stay in the premier league. Like as much as you do need that big kind of rebuild and, and getting relegated would kind of force you into that. Like you just always take the risk of once you go down, you could continue to go down or, or stay down at least. Sure. And but I don't know. I think, I think Lampard's time is done uh, at Everton, especially and maybe as a manager at, at all. Like, I don't know. I guess lower end teams or lower league teams could look at him, but I don't think he'll be managing at a high level for quite some time. <laughs> yeah. I think he needs to, figure something out in a lower division and then bring a team up. Um, yeah, I get it. It's a lot of pressure to take on a team like that who hasn't done much in the last couple decades oh, and, yeah. and expect them to uh, all of a sudden be good, but they've kind of just kept sinking every year. We just keep seeing yeah. downward spiraling. And, um, you know, if they do move down, say they do get relegated, there's gonna be a lot of players on that team that other teams are looking at. Um, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't imagine Pickford is staying on that team next year. Um, no, I feel like he'd probably go, um, you know, I think your Tarkowski goes, I think, um, Onana probably goes, Calvert-Lewin, Anthony Gordon. Malpay, they just got Malpay this year, and, like, he's probably gone. Um, yeah, Tarkowski, Cody, those guys who just, you know, were on Burnley and a possible Wolverhampton team that might get relegated too, like, they weren't going down to the championship, so who will come knocking? That is the question. Yeah, I, I, I'm just kind of thinking of, you know, next year's kind of Fulham and Forest teams that just come up, and it's like, oh, Premier League experienced players now cheaper than they would have been. Like, mm-hmm. gotta jump on it. Yep, the veterans so. for sure. Um, I'm just gonna backtrack a little bit here. Do you see Mendy or Kepa being Chelsea's keeper next year? Um, I think so. Okay, I'm just um, I'm curious if Everton does get relegated, if Pickford would be on their minds i mean mendy started the season good keppa has looked decent since he's come back in but like they both have just gone through those periods where they're just terrible (laughs) yeah but i mean yeah i don't know if pickford's available maybe you go for him because like he is a good keeper and if you can get england national team pickford out of him to play like that for your club like right 
you're you're set you're golden <laughs> usually when your keeper is the best player on the team you're not going to have that great of a team and if you look at chelsea's team for next year if everyone is healthy he'll be on the bottom of that list of who is the best player so oh yeah that'll be yeah. quite a change for him to maybe trust his teammates a bit more too so positioning <laughs> for him might be better um yeah i don't know there's a lot of factors that go in for for if that swap potentially happens but i would say keep your eye on that one because if you look at the top six everyone kind of has a solidified keeper um who has been at the club for years and i don't know i think chelsea's the one who's had this uh this this factor of like who should it be today like there's never yeah. like i mean yeah, they got the two like high profile keepers yeah so, um i think yeah eventually like and yeah maybe after this season since they will have both played a good chunk like one of them i think will probably look to leave and just mm -hmm you know, get a starting role wherever they can go. Yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I watched Leicester and Brighton. That was a super fun game. Uh, I should have watched that one. <laughs> I watched the highlights. It looked cool in the highlights. Yeah, it was fun. It was exciting. Uh, I think Brighton was probably the better team on uh, during the game, but they just made a couple errors, which let Leicester get back in. Um James Madison looked good. He took some crazy hits. I was like, this dude is I injured. I was yeah. like, this dude's injured again. And then he just kind of bounced right back up, like, fairly quickly. I mean, he was down, like, crunching tackle down. And then, like, when he was ready for the free kick, he was like, oh, like, oh, I'm ready to go now. And I was just like, dang, like, your knee looked like it exploded. Um, I think he, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he helps that team a lot. So it'll be interesting to see how they stay up in the table. Yeah, yeah, they definitely need madison in the team um as long as he can stay healthy i think you know lester has a, a good chance of at least not floating around that relegation zone anymore um but i mean yeah it, it, from what i saw it looked like brighton will probably feel like these are points dropped rather than yeah you know just being happy with the draw but i just i'm gonna shout out matoma that guy is just what a player i mean every time he's on the ball he looks like a threat you know he had one goal he should have had an assist for solely march but mm. dude shanked it <laughs> he slipped chad he slipped he slipped okay yeah, yeah the pitch was yeah. I, he wasn't the only one to slip there either um oh, really? yeah if you, if you watch the highlights of that game there was probably like two or three players on both sides just trying to clear the ball in that area and they were just slipping like crazy um yeah, yeah i think pk spots are just a hot zone for getting trashed and yeah that was uh, yeah. He had a chance though. He had a chance to blast that in the, the net and just like it was ate like it. perfectly set up for him. <laughs> like I watched the highlight and I looked at who had scored before this and all that, and I see the ball coming into him. I was like, I don't remember seeing his mm -hmm. name on the score sheet, and then just somehow skies it. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Matoma though had a that goal was sweet. Uh, total bender. No way anyone's getting that. Um, McAllister played really good. Did they show the his elbow? Someone elbowing him in the face in the highlights? No. Oh, so so a funny moment in the game. He got elbowed really hard and went down. And it was just like starting to like kind of gush blood. Um, you could see the cut on his lip. And uh, he went out of the game for like a minute and then came back into the game. And I, I wish I had like a napkin or something, but he just had like a, a mouthful of cotton that he couldn't even close his mouth. And he was getting some back and he had a smile on his face. It was just like red cotton just in his mouth. And he, he played with it for a little bit because I think he got hurt right before halftime. It was somewhere in that in that area. 
And, uh, yeah, the commentators kind of were just like, well, look at that. Like, how is he going to breathe? And I was like, yeah, like, how is he going to breathe? That looks miserable. Um, but yeah, he, but that, he looked that must good. have been one of those, one of those where they were just like, look, this is going to be uncomfortable and just annoying, but yeah, it's a few minutes to halftime. So just deal with it. Yeah. And then by the, by, by the next half, he didn't even have it in his mouth and his lip looked fine. It must've been kind of, uh, below like his lip line. Um, yeah. it, it didn't look swollen either. So but there was a lot of blood, but lips lips bleed like crazy when you yeah. when you get knocked. Um, great goal at the end of the game by Brighton to to even it out. I thought Lester was yeah. going to maybe get away with the win. They subbed on uh, all Brighton, and then he immediately mm-hmm. scored. I was like, wow, like I it's kind of crazy you didn't start to begin with. Um, again, could be the Rogers effect where he doesn't want to play his best guys and you know whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's a <laughs> That's another story, but that was a fun game to watch. Um, happy to watch it. And then after that game, I caught the Crystal Palace Newcastle game. Mm-hmm. You get a chance to watch that one? Um, not live, but I yeah watched the highlights and stuff. And I mean, uh, I think Newcastle in defense they're just like so tight and controlled. And I know like Crystal Palace had a few looks here and there, but I mean Newcastle's defensive record for this year just speaks for itself and most clean sheets and least goals allowed and you know they're just so hard to break down um i think they probably feel like they should have maybe got something from this game but they just didn't seem super clinical in front of goal viera Um, viera took out a lot of his uh attack-minded players around the 60th minute to like secure the draw it looked like that just he wanted the nil nil um because shortly after that sub isaac and maximum came in so like i think he saw them warming up and went okay i need to get my guys in there to make sure we're like gonna be rock solid i don't think he wanted them to get subbed in before his subs so it's a little bit of like a chess offensive defensive move there which credit to him like it worked out i would take a draw against castle right now um so that was a game that Castle probably should have scored. Um, I, I, I'm wondering why they're not playing Isaac and say Maximum to start these games. I understand they're coming off an injury, but like they look yeah. decent enough to give a full ninety. Yeah, I, I'm thinking it must just be, you know, being overly cautious, getting them back to to full match fitness. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, prior to the injury, Saint Maximum was was starting. Um, you do you, know, know, do you like- remember his injury? What was wrong with him? I think it was like a knee thing, um, okay. but I'm also just saying that because his knee is like always wrapped. So, okay. <laughs> um, and then Isaac, I mean, he was your your big uh, summer signing, right? So, of course, you want to get him in there. Um, oh, hey, I'm sorry. I, I saw Saint Maximum had his he he messed up his hamstring. Did did Isaac have any problem? Is that is that correct? Um, I mean, he had some some issue i think it was maybe calf or, or something okay i don't know he picked it up on international um duty but got it but i mean yeah i, I think eventually we'll see them start together and i would think that's going to be their preferred you know strike partnership with almiron on the right but yeah i don't know i think uh i mean we saw bruno come back after after potential weeks out healed in days what is that <laughs> Just, what, what is that <laughs> i don't know I, I, those kind of things always make me worry or it's like if the team is going to come out and say like yeah weeks or or you know 
extended period out, and then they're back the next game. It could just be mind games. I don't know why you need to play mind games against Crystal Palace, but it also could just be that the player's kind of forcing himself back and saying, like, yeah, I'm good to go, you know? And he then played the full 90. I know, so he must be fine, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but to go to go, you know, goalless in a big game like this, and him being your your central, you know, midfield like creator, um, and do almost nothing, that's a little concerning. At least for, yeah, from a, from a fantasy standpoint, for me, I'm I'm actually kind of happy I made this move, even though I wanted Bruno in there. But since we're just getting clean sheet after clean sheet here, like defensive players are just going to get me more points in the end. So yeah, and I mean like. I would hope they're not rushing him back. Like this is not a game where you should have felt like you needed Bruno, right? Like you should have the players to beat Crystal Palace even with it without him. Right. Um, I mean, clearly it didn't work even with him in there. But I, I would think they're smart enough to not rush him back into this game. But well, they didn't rush know. Isaac and Saint Maximum back into yeah. these situations, so it must have been a player decision. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely keeping my eye on that. And then uh, no, no, Joakim Anderson, but uh, our, our USA young young boy here, uh, Chris Richards, he's been yeah. he's been lighting up on the stat sheet and keeping that back line in order. So it will be interesting to see what they do moving forward with him. Yeah, I mean he's he's looked good the past couple games that he stepped in, and you know more more top flight experience is always good for us as the US men's national team so i'm i'm here for it <laughs> yeah me too he had uh obviously the clean sheet against newcastle and then against uh man united pretty much held down that fort back there too to make sure they secured the draw so yeah i'm all for a 2020 or a 22 year old kind of kicking butt in the premier league yeah. that looks good um leeds brentford today no creativity yeah i watched parts of it just it's just it's got to be – I watch. I mean, I watch this as a neutral, and I was frustrated. Like, I can't imagine being a fan of any of these teams. Like, they both play with, with such, like, a high energy and just, like, sprinting the whole it's time. It's out of control. But then they get to the, each other's box, and they're just like, what do? <laughs> <laughs> they just they, – they have no idea. They get there, and they just wait. They stand around, you know, try a pass, and it gets blocked. And they run back, and – the other team does the same thing. It looked exhausting. The the bits and pieces that I watched. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but they don't have those. They don't have those names that can yeah. finish like others do. Bamford, I mean, he, it's Bamford. Like, what are you gonna yeah. do there? And then I, uh, even uh, Ivan Tony, like they just they didn't really get him involved enough. I know in the play to even have him be a threat. So I don't know. Take Tony the clean sheet for my fantasy points. But. Right, I, I, Tony plays. Uh, for his opposition, mm. meaning he's yeah. gonna try hard against the bigger teams, and I think these like there is no reason why he shouldn't have dominated this game. Um, yeah, I don't know the Tony effect. Yeah, yeah, I don't got much more to say about that. If, if, no, if no, no, so that was it. <laughs> okay, well, last two games of the weekend, Chad. Did we all hate on Holland so much where he was like? F you guys, I'm getting my hattie. In I the, don't know. I don't know if hate is the word, but hate. we maybe started to doubt. <laughs> yeah. 
there was a little bit of doubt from from my from my viewpoint going like okay like he came out guns blazing and now he's cooled off but now he has yeah. four goals in the last two games we're gonna do this whole thing again he got subbed out at the 60 i thought this was gonna be the game where he scored five um <laughs> now granted his goals weren't anything special no he's just he's you know your your true number nine striker just there in front of the goal receives the pass puts it in the back of the net easy peasy yep header was again a good goal great great goal mm-hmm. but like right place right time got up where he needed to be um saw made a terrible pass to uh to who do you give that to was it Mares? Uh, dude yeah. just like what was that that was can't can't do that oh my gosh um yeah that was that was awful because at that point the wolves were still like looking decent um, mm-hmm. And then that just took the gas out of them. And then the the PK is just you know what are you gonna do? Um, so another three. Yeah. Where does that put him now? So he's at twenty five goals. Can you can you um, just? Leads. No.
that was probably Dude, that's probably some
funny. Um, at game. Felix said, you know, work. Top option two, fill that.
going over. You know, once right away, though. That's really coming to back. Kind of in his 
meter right. If. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't.
spectacular in situ- Give city kudos. 
by the end of the game of the week. Yes, I'm up. With the box beef. Care for me, nothing. I like the For everyone. Yeah, no, no, no. I wanted that. I want the world one. I can't use. Uh, Tony Tiger. In there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream.
Plenty of uh, I Everyone tunes. Good. 